Luke chapter 9, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, and 62. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I'm going to read these few scriptures three times. I want you to really, really, really pay close attention to what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Who came to Jesus and what did Jesus tell him and who else did Jesus talk to? What did Jesus tell him? And what is Jesus telling to you today is very important. And you have to pay attention to what the Spirit of God will speak to you at this hour. So I pray that God gives you really good vision, really good hearing, really good understanding, so that you can comprehend that which God is giving to you. Receive it fully and not let it go. Praise God. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We will read it the third time. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Verse 60. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, there's a lot in these scriptures, a lot. But today, for your understanding, for your benefit, the Spirit of God is going to bring specific things to you so that you can grasp that, lay hold of that, and become that. I want to say it again, so that you can grasp that, lay hold of that, and become that. What is that? That 
It's the word of God. The word of God that comes to you comes with power, comes with life, comes with a life force which can transform your mind, transform your thinking, transform your living, transform your giving, transform your everything. Becoming one with the word is the secret to the success of serving Jesus Christ. Jesus is talking to this person who came to him and he said, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. Have you seen people like that? You're probably one of them. Lots of talk. We say, Lord, I will do everything. Whatever you tell me, I will do. Wherever you tell me, I will go. And Lord, wherever you send me, I will go. And whatever you tell me, I will do. And in all the idols, we say, Lord, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. God sees the heart. God sees the heart. The Spirit of God is showing me this at this hour. There was this man in the Bible. He was the second son of Isaac, the second grandson of Abraham, the friend of God. His name was Jacob. Jacob wanted the blessing from his father. He listened to the wrong counsel from his mother. Getting the blessing is good, but getting it the wrong way is bad. And trying to steal what belongs to someone is terrible. What did he do? He listened to his mother and did what he should not have done. He took Esau's clothing. He put the animal fur and all those things on his hands. Mom did a very good job. Deception. He also did a very good job partnering with her. Never partner with someone who is doing wrong. They'll take you to hell. Never listen to someone who's giving you the wrong counsel, whether it's mommy, daddy, uncle, auntie, whoever it may be. Son, daughter, brother, sister, mother, favorite son, favorite daughter. They'll take you to hell. Husband, wife, I should include that. Never listen to anyone who gives you wrong counsel. Who will feed your me, myself, and I. God is warning you at this hour. Don't listen to anyone who will feed your me, myself, and I. They say, oh, you can get it. You can get it. And the focus becomes you. You're on the path to hell. Remember that. Lucifer's goal was me, myself, and I. Don't follow his path. Now, this person comes and he says, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. Again, saying, Lord, I will do. When you give a call, how many of you want to serve the Lord? Have everybody's hand go up. When the Lord really calls you to do something, what happens at that point? Every excuse in the book comes out. That time it becomes a burden. That time, oh, I can't do this. Has they appear to God? God who sees all the hearts and searches out everything. This is how he sees. This man who was the second son of 
Isaac had Esau's clothing. He was Jacob at heart, Jacob in mind, Jacob in body. He had Esau's clothing, Esau's smell, and made everything look like he was Esau. When he went before his father, his father said, Hmm, I feel him. He feels like Esau, but his voice sounds like Jacob. Let this not be of anyone who's here. You want to be someone who truly radiates and reflects the nature of Jesus Christ. You don't want to be someone who has the form of godliness, but something else is on the inside. You say, Lord, I commit, I commit, I commit, but you really are not committing. When the place where you have to really commit and the test for that commitment comes, you're someone who says, I got this and I got that. And Lord, you understand this. And, and it even comes to a place where, oh, I hate this. If that is you, God is speaking at this hour. You're like this person who comes to God and says, Lord, I will follow you. Not just for the next five minutes. Wherever you go, I'll follow you. Where? Wherever you go. Wherever you go. Jesus who sees the thoughts of people. He said this. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He told him something that he needed to hear. Hey, buddy, ministry is not glamour. Ministry is not fun. This is what ministry is. Are you ready? Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But, you see me? This is how I live. Are you ready to follow me now? That's what Jesus said that. Now, what happened to the guy? The one who said, I'll follow you wherever you go. What was his intention? following Jesus. Oh, Jesus healed all the sick and everybody's coming after Jesus and, and let me follow Jesus so that when I go with Jesus, I too may be have some powers that he has and everybody will say, oh, he was with Jesus and whatever his motive was, it was not a good one. And Jesus did this. Like how you put a sieve or a coffee filter to take the sediments and just to take the coffee or the tea separately. Jesus put this out for him. That's Jesus' filter. He put that and he said, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, tell me, are you ready? No word, the guy. Jesus didn't say, Hey, I'm so desperate. The harvest is plenty and the labor is so few. Come on, come on, come on. Whoever wants to come, come on. No. Jesus is not looking for anyone and everyone. Ministry is not an open door for anyone and everyone. May God help every single one to understand. If you want to serve God, you need to know that it is a life of sacrifice and a life of dying daily. It's a life of sacrifice and it's a life of dying daily. But you know, those who die daily, they live daily. And then he said to another, 
follow me. When that call comes from God, oh my God, blessed are they when they hear that call. Follow me. When the Lord of the heavens and the earth, the creator God who created the sun, moon and the stars, he's asking someone to follow him. Oh my God, you follow him, you go straight to where he is. Know what a call that is? When he calls you to follow him. The other guy said, I'll follow you. He didn't have what it takes to follow Jesus. He didn't. He truly didn't. There are a lot of people who come and say, I want to really know the truth. I want to know what this is. I want to know what it is. You know, having no character. Do the basic stuff. They want all the big stuff. I'm like amazed, puzzled. I don't know what to even say many times when I hear people say this. I want to see like how you see. I want to hear like how you hear. I want to do what you're doing. I'm truly puzzled. To this day, it's beyond my comprehension. My little brain can't understand. That's how puzzling that is. Think about it. Can't follow the basic instruction. That's like someone who can't even sit up, right? Can't even read ABCs. Not there. They don't want to put in the time. They don't want to put in the effort. They don't want to go through the training, the school, nothing. But all of a sudden say, with a feeding bottle in their mouth, how can I become a doctor? How can I get a PhD? How do you get it? Tell me right now because I want to get it tomorrow. It's laughable in a sense. On the other hand, it's distressing when you hear it. The character that God is looking for is needed. The character that God is looking forward to becoming that which God wants you to become is needed. This guy didn't have the character for it where he came and said, I'll follow you. A lot of talk. Big talk. I'll follow you wherever you go, Lord. Wherever, he said. Well, I have nowhere to. You want it? Let's go. That was it. Oh, me, myself, and I, mister. He said, I can't take this path. This is too hard and I am going by Jesus. When you're on that podium and when everybody comes and everybody comes for healing and they all make you the king, I will follow you then. There are people like that. Sad to say, many are like that. The call of God comes to some. Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. You see the priorities of Jesus. Jesus is not telling that, oh, you shouldn't go for a funeral and you shouldn't go for a wedding and you shouldn't, you know, sleep and you shouldn't eat. You should sit on some mountain or you should all the time be on the streets and preaching the gospel. That's not what Jesus is saying here. He knew what this guy was saying, actually. Where his heart was, actually. When people give me excuses, when God tells them do something, and when they say that, um, I can't do this right now, and uh, I really want to do it, but I can't. Immediately, the Holy Spirit shows, oh, that is not the truth. 
as a deeper issue that is there. Lack of integrity. It's better to say, Lord, I don't want to follow you. It's too hard. Than to say, let me do this first and then I'll follow you. It's a cover-up for his lie. When he says that, God gives another sentence. He says, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. The Bible doesn't say it. Then he followed God and he said, okay, I'm not, no. You know what would have happened if he would have done that? Similar to Abraham and Isaac's story would have happened. God is never against anyone burying their father or saying goodbye to someone or taking care of their children or their spouse. No. This is a test for him where his heart was. Not because Jesus didn't know. Because Jesus knew it. He just wanted to bring it out of the surface so he can see it. He can face it. Are you ready? Are you ready? A lot of people say, I'm ready, I'm ready, Lord. But you know, when God gives, they can't even hold because they're not ready. They don't have that capacity. So one guy comes and says, I can, I will. And when Jesus said, okay, let me show you if you can. If you can't, then you can come. But if you can't, then... Because... You cannot drop out in this journey. So, when he gave the test, the first guy failed. Now, the second one, Jesus says, come follow me. The second guy didn't have the wisdom to even see where this call is coming from. Obviously, this guy was where Jesus was, right? Someone that Jesus saw, who followed him wherever Jesus went, Jesus had ministry at Capernaum. He'll be there. Jesus was in Nazareth. He'll be there. Jesus was, you know, wherever he was there. Now Jesus looks at him and says, okay, follow me. When the call came, he was not wise enough to get that call, to take that call, to receive that call. Always know when God calls you for something, it is for God to bless you, not because he has a need. You'll hear this again and again and again and again and again from here. When God calls you and he gives you something for you to do, it's not because he has a need, it's because he wants to bless you. God is calling this guy to follow him, not because God desperately needs someone and if he doesn't have this guy, you know, his whole ministry will be down. No. Someone will replace him. This was an opportunity for him. Can we call him a no-name guy? Because he missed out on the opportunity. The previous guy too. Oh, we know what happened to Peter. We know what happened to John. We know what happened to Paul. We know what happened to the disciples and we have their names in. We know how God used them mightily. Even the new Stephen who came. The Matthias who replaced. We know all their names. Worthy to be placed in the book of all books. But you look at these people, even though the call of God came to him and the other guy wanted to, so to speak, lack of integrity disqualifies a person from their blessing. I want to repeat this. 
Lack of integrity will disqualify you from receiving your blessing. Lack of integrity will disqualify you from receiving your blessing. I'm going to say it again. Your lack of integrity will disqualify you from receiving your blessing from God. When God tells you to do something, always know that he's never going to tell you anything that will drag you down, that will destroy you, that will hurt you. Whatever God tells you to do, it is for your good. It's to build you up. It's to bless you. It's for God to bless you. But when this guy heard it, he backed off. He was not someone who said, yes, Lord, and he left everything to... No, follow him. That's not there. For Peter, it was. They left their boats, their nets, and everything they followed. But not for these people. And another also said, Lord, I'll follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Another one. Very righteous. He said, okay, these guys are not going. Let me say, I'll follow you. Let me go do this first. Jesus said to him, no one having at his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. If you put your hand to the plow and you turn back, you're not fit to serve God. I'm going to say it again. No one having at his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. We say, Lord, I will serve you for the rest of my life. I will serve you, Lord. I will serve you for the rest of my life, we say. And we say, Lord, wherever you go, I'll go. You say it. But you put your hand to the plow. Then... As you're working, you say that, hmm, I wish I never came. I want to go back. God says, you're not fit to be his disciple. Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. You put your hand to the plow. Let it stay there. Make sure you finish your job. That's how Jesus was. He said, I'm here to finish the work of my father. I'm here to do his will and to finish the work that he sent me for. Do you know your purpose in life? Do you know your purpose in life? Do you know why God has you here? Even here. Even here. Do you know why? You need to know that. He's called you to serve him. He's called you to serve him. Now, you look at all these fellows here. Each one gave excuses. And it really looked like legitimate excuses, isn't it? One says, I need to bury my father. And the other one says, I need to say goodbye. And you see, Jesus 
if someone doesn't have the spirit of God, they look at this and say, wow, Jesus is pretty tough. And he's all about work, 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 work. And he's against families and he's against you know people saying goodbye. And he's like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. That's if you don't know him. That's how it can get twisted in your head. And then the mind can think twisted thoughts against God Almighty. But if you know how loving he is, even on that cross, he did his job really well as a son. From that cross, he made sure that his mother was taken care of. He made sure. That's how responsible Jesus Christ was while he was on the face of the earth. He's not going to go say, don't bury your father and don't say goodbye. No. There's something that Jesus put it out there to see what they'll say. Do you know? Their desire to follow God was put to test. How much do you desire to follow me? And they failed. As opposed to Abraham who passed the test. And he went down with his son. He worshipped God with his son. And he went down with his son, back to his wife, back to his family. Now, you go to the scripture here, First Kings chapter 19, and I will read verse 19 onwards. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the twelfth. This is talking about Elijah the prophet, who was sent by God to Elisha to call him, to follow him, with a high call of God. So Elijah the prophet goes to Elisha. He found Elisha the son of Shaphat, He was working. He was with the 12th oxen, the Bible says here. And Elijah goes there and threw his mantle on him. There's a first mantle that fell on Elisha. I've spoken on this through the Spirit of God, so I encourage you to go back and listen to this message. The first mantle that fell upon Elisha, who was not a prophet at that point, was someone who was working, doing what he was supposed to do. Very similar to how David was tending to his father's sheep and Moses who was tending to his father-in-law's sheep. While they were working, the call of God comes. And the Mantle of Elijah was placed upon Elisha. And this is not for the double portion. This is to follow, to become a disciple, a servant of the prophet. It was called by God at that point. He was called. So, Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you. 
And he said to him, go back again for what have I done to you? Now, you look at Elijah, the prophet of God, and you look at Elisha, the prophet of God, the way in which the call of God came to Elisha, from Elijah the prophet. Elisha took it very seriously. While he was working, when the call of God came to him, he just left what he was doing and he ran to him. He ran to Elijah. I'm going to come. I'm really coming. He meant what he said. He said, I'm coming and I am going to say goodbye and I'm going to come. Now, whether he's going to actually do it or not is going to determine whether he was going to be the called of God, the truly called of God, to fulfill the role that God had for him after being trained by Elijah to serve God once Elijah was taken through the chariots of fire to be with God. What did he do? What did Elisha do? He didn't say, oh boy, he's calling me. I can't leave this and go because I know what this means. A prophet's life is not easy. It's a hard life and I gotta go follow him and Oh, what about all these oxen and what about my father's thing and what about my house and what about this and what about that? He could have said all these things like the people who were called of Jesus said and did. But he was different. When he said, I'm going to go say goodbye, he meant it. He was going to come. He said, please, I really want to follow you, please. And the prophet of God knew. Where his heart was. So now. As they go. Elijah. You see Elijah. Is giving him that space. That's a test now. Let's see what happens. So Elisha. After telling the prophet that. I'm going to say goodbye and come. He kept his word. You know how he returned. Verse 21. Let's just go there to verse 21. So Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. And he arose and followed Elisha and became his servant. A true worker. Worthy of the call of God. There are two categories. Those who are worthy and those who are unworthy. 
Elisha was ready to call. When the call came to him, he said, that's it. I am going. You know why? He knew the loftiness of the call. Elisha was someone who loved his God with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's why the call came to him to begin with. When that came, he said, I am going. I am going. I am going. And what did he do? What he had, he said, I have nothing to do with this. And he even broke the wood, used that as a sacrifice, used that as a fuel for the fire. He slaughtered the oxen. Gave it to the people. What did he do? Once and for all. Goodbye. I'm not going to think about the plow. I'm not going to think, oh, if I have this, I could have made money. And um, let me go back to my old business. No. He made sure that he made a clean break with that. Because I am determined to follow the path that God has for me. This is such a call, a call of God that is coming through this great prophet of God. I am not a fool to lose this. He just ran. His heart was for God. And when God called him, he just left everything. And even his goodbye had a meaning to it. His goodbye was said in such a way that everybody knew that. He's not coming back to that business. He's not coming back to that old life. Everyone in his family knew. But this Elisha loved God so much. Nobody came in the way and said, Elisha, don't go, don't go, don't go. Because everybody knew that Elisha loves God. And when God calls, when the prophet comes and says, let's go. Elisha says, I'm going. There's no compromise there. There's no confusion there. There's a man of his word. There's no cover up there. He was a man who received the call, inherited the call of God. You don't know the names of the other people who said, I'll follow you, Lord, and didn't have the character for it. But you know this man's name became a very honorable name. Prophet of God. Bones had power. Even after he died. How did that happen? How did that happen? Because he knew his priorities. He knew what comes first. When God tells me to do something, even if it doesn't make sense, I'll still do it. It's at that moment, God will really reveal his will to you. When he first says, don't do that. You say, Lord, if you tell me don't do that, I'm not going to do it. And at that point, God comes and say, you can go back. Finish that and come. Because your faith has been proven this day by your action. Satan got to see that you're fit for this call. The test is before heaven and hell. When you pass it, you have what it takes to follow God. And to those who follow God, will God give his anointing. To those who truly love God and follow God, will God give a name in his house. 
So those who truly follow God who don't have that, me, myself, and I, God will be able to use them in spectacular ways, mighty ways. Yes, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Are you still willing to follow him? Or did you say, that? well, I thought that, you know, he's doing such a big ministry and and I thought if I follow him, I'll have a comfortable life. Or if that's your thought or your thinking, then you're sorely mistaken. Ministry is dying daily. But that's when you live daily. Those who know what it means to lay down their lives are the ones who accomplish big things for God. Those who know how to lay down their lives are the ones who will accomplish big things for God, me, myself, and I. This is not about what you have to do in order for you to be blessed. You know, there's a big confusion that a lot of times people think, oh, you know, I have to do this, you know, in order to get my blessing. Well, that's because you want to get blessed. That's not sacrifice. You have to go for a doctor's appointment, three hours, two hours, four hours, even 10 hours, go out of state, wherever it is. It's not a sacrifice you're making, it's a need. You're going there because you are in need. But if someone is coming so that you can have your needs met and they are traveling that far, leaving everything and coming, that's sacrifice. That's what the difference is. When there's a confusion there, Satan has a field day. He'll make people think that, oh, I'm sacrificing to go to church. Really? You are coming there so you can be blessed. Because of that, you're blessed. That's not a sacrifice. That's something that you're doing for yourself. But if you're doing something to serve God, God has called you to do that and you're going there dying, laying down your life so that someone else can live, then it's sacrifice. Beyond this point, Elisha followed the path of God. That's how he became worthy to receive the double portion that God had for him. God is speaking at this hour. You need to have your eyes on Jesus Christ. And have the scripture in mind. With all the talk that we say, Lord, I will die for you. And I've heard this so many times from so many people. I will die for Jesus. Really? Let's see if you can die to yourself today. Let's see if if you can give up that little thing. Let's see. Don't say words that don't mean anything. Don't say untrue words because Satan will laugh. He'll say, oh, you're lying. Welcome. Because Satan is the father of lies. It's important to have this mindset. Lord, I'll put my hand to the plow and I won't turn back. Even when I don't have anything. I have to give up everything. For the rest of my life, I'll do that. He who puts his hand to the plow 
He turns back. He's not fit to serve God. But if you put your hands to the plow, and you don't turn back, you can turn out to be just like those who succeeded in the work of God. You can call them bright lights. These are people who shine brighter than the sun. These are people God was able to use so powerfully. Yeah, they die daily. Yeah, they die daily. But you know what? They really live. And how they live? Through the life of Christ flowing through them, many others live. It's not the me, myself, and I life. It's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of dying minute by minute. But every minute they die, many others live. Many others live. Every moment you die, life is produced in a multiplied manner. That's how we live. Jesus did that for us. Every minute he died, not only on the cross, but even while he was alive. That's how we are able to live like that through his power flowing in and through us. But there's a will that is involved. There's a will that is involved. You say that I can't do this because my head hurts, my throat hurts, my stomach hurts, my head hurts, my hand hurts, my whole knee off. I don't feel like it and I don't want to do it and uh, it's not comfortable. You know, sometimes some people push and do one one day and it's like a big thing. You need to have an award ceremony for that. Oh, the whole world needs to know. Oh, I did this. And well, you can talk for yourself. The true character is die daily. Die daily. When you die daily, if you're worthy of it, life will produce. Life will be produced by the Spirit of God who's working inside of you. That's the power of dying daily. Elisha did that. Elisha did that by following Elijah, who was dying daily. And when it came for him to receive the double portion, he was worthy of it because he was someone who left what he had to leave and never looked back. God is speaking at this hour. As we are in the presence of God, I pray the Spirit of God give you the insight and the understanding and the awesomeness of serving God and what it truly takes to serve God. It's not comfort. It's not even leaving your comfort zone. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. Hallelujah. 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 Are you like the man who said, Lord, wherever you go, I'll follow you. You don't have the character for it. Are you just a talker? Are you just a talker? Are you like Elisha, for short with his action? I am following you. I'm following you. He didn't waste a second. Once the mantle fell on him the first time, he just ran. Many people take the sweet time to do God's work. Sweet time. God's work comes last. 
They are the people who go back to bury their father. They are the people who go back to doing their earthly things. Jesus says, go back. Go back. Keep doing that. Because you're not fit to serve God. God is looking for people who truly love him to the core. People who truly follow him. Not just in words, but in action. Show it. If you say, I love you, Lord, show it. Hallelujah. Don't simply say, I love you, if you don't show it by action. Show it. Let today be the day where you begin showing your love for Jesus Christ. Don't say, Lord, I'll follow you without following him. Let today be the day be truly show in action that you will follow him. Hallelujah. If you do that, then your life will truly become like Elisha, the son of Shaphat, was smart enough to recognize who was calling him. Who loved God enough to give up everything else and run after servant of God. Valued him. Valued his mantle. Valued his words. Valued it enough to make a decision on the spot to answer that call of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take a few minutes in the presence of God. Just you and God at this hour. I'm standing in the presence of God. Speaking for the Lord. From the Mouth of God through the mouth of his servant to the ears of his people has the word of the Lord come tonight. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to be like the rest of the people, no-name people who just wasted their lives? Who went after Jesus for a short time? Who saw all the miracles? Perhaps even gave testimonies of that. We didn't make use of the call of God. No name people. Or are you going to be like Peter, Andrew, James, John, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas? Are you going to be like that? Hallelujah. They were the ones when the call of God came, they just left everything. Because they knew who was calling him. They knew who was calling them. They valued that call. And they left everything. They were the ones who gained everything. They gained everything. Hallelujah. They died daily and because of that, multitudes during their lifetime and during our lifetime for centuries are living because they 
chose to die daily, walking in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the people who turned the world upside down. With all the desire to have the gifts of the Spirit and wanting to serve God, the character has to be there. The character to die daily has to be there. Thank you, Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord work in your hearts today. Let him work in your hearts today. Hallelujah. Let this word continue to work in your hearts tonight into tomorrow, this entire week. Thank you, Jesus. Whoever puts his hands to the plow, And does not turn back. He's fit to serve the Lord. Whoever puts his hand to the plow and turns back, he's not fit to serve the Lord. Who's qualified and who's disqualified? Who's going to be taken for the job and who's not going to be taken for the job? Depends on the integrity, the willingness, the faith, of a person to serve the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. You've spoken deep things to your people this night. And I pray, may the living breath of the Lord fall upon your people. Lord, let no one, let no one Take this word lightly. Let no one take this word of God casually. Let this word bring about a significant change in the lives of your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it make a significant change. Let it bring about a significant change in the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, oh, Father, do a mighty work, Lord. Mighty work, Lord. Mighty work, Lord. Mighty work, Lord. Mighty work in the lives of your people. Do a mighty work in the lives of your people. Do a mighty work in the lives of your people. Do a mighty work in the lives of your people. Do the mighty work in the lives of your people. May they know what true ministry is. May they know what it truly means to follow Jesus Christ, to serve him. Lord, may each one become people who bring great joy to God Almighty. That each one here, Father, while they're on the face of the earth, be of significant use to the kingdom of heaven. May they bring gain to the kingdom of heaven. Let no one bring damage to the kingdom of heaven. Oh Lord, I pray, may each one turn out to be like Elisha, who understood the call of God, who valued the call of God, 
who was excited about the call of God, who ran after the call of God, who apprehended the call of God, who entered into the call of God, who finished doing the will of God. Though dead, it speaks. Thank you, Lord. So I pray that you all work this truth, truth in the lives of your people. As the east goes into the dough and causes the dough to expand, I pray me this word of God go into your people, cause the understanding to expand. Lord, cause the hearts to change, the desires to change. Make them wise, Lord, in every way. Make them wise. I pray that they may become true co-laborers in the kingdom of God. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us. Bless us with his peace. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and abide us. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus.